Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. In your house this morning, it's good to worship you. Sound is a bit different this morning and yet no less powerful. No less praiseworthy. We are thankful to be in your house. Lord, we pray for uh, the praise team as they are away this weekend at, retre- at a retreat. And I pray that, uh, you, that, Lord, even now that you'd be encouraging them, uh, that, Lord, they would sense renewal in their lives. Thank you for bringing us together. In your name we pray. Amen. You know, Kelly said that they're here and they're old. But I got to tell you, Kel, that I was in Cleveland last week watching a band by the name of Crowder. And they're like top notch, right? Well, they had a guitar and they had a bass and they had violins and they sang what Crowder said was church music. And they made it cool. So I think you guys are coming around. You're coming. <laughs> you're right back. You're, yeah, you got it. You even got the beard, right? Every, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, and, and and everybody in their band, every one of them has a beard. <laughs> <laughs> we can get one of those those fake ones. <laughs> uh, in all in all seriousness, I'm I'm excited. I'm and and thankful that Salvation's Road would come and uh, lead us in worship today. Uh, it's a blessing to us, you know. Some of these guys, you may not. Uh, if, if you're newer to us, you may not like, who are these people, right? There's a couple that don't come to our church, but we love them just the same. Uh, and hopefully Kelly will introduce everybody. Um, and then there's a couple second service, and it, it's just, it's good. It's good for us to be together. Uh, I am thankful. I, the, the list of songs was an awesome list of songs. Some of my favorites, if you don't know, they practice on Wednesday, and I sit in my office and sing along because I can hear it through the walls. Um, but I am thankful that they came and was willing to worship with us this morning. Uh, lead us in worship. It's, it's good. So we're going we're gonna to look at uh, Matthew chapter 6 this morning. Matthew 6, 5. It says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room. Close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what you have done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. For they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for the Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Just a side note, this is a two-part sermon, and if you go to the next verse, you're going to catch on, and you probably remember our Father in heaven, right? We're going to talk about that next week. I wanted to do the first half and then the second half, but um, we will talk about that. May the Lord uh, uh, bless his word in our lives as we continue to serve him. Uh, Let us uh, sing. We thank you for, Lord, a chance to be together, a chance to hear your word, a chance to... uh, to hear your voice, Lord, as we talk about prayer, 
and what that looks like. May we be honest and open with ourselves. Recognize, uh, recognizing that maybe it's been a really long time since we've come to you. Maybe it's been a really long time since we've come to you with the right attitude or the right intention. Or that we've come to you recognizing that you are the, the king of this world and have the ability to solve our problems. Maybe it's been a really long time since we've believed. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for Salvation's Road leading us uh, in worship today. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, if you're uh, little, uh, let's see, grade five or less, you can run. Have at it. You too, Veronica. You're allowed to run. I'm going to let. Oh, come on. Hi, Jace. How you doing, buddy? Good morning. Oh, nobody ran. Oh, a few of them run. That's good. They're getting their exercise. Don't worry, Mom. It'll be okay. So I want to, uh, so this, this morning's uh, sermon really began about two years ago. Um, and I say two years ago because a couple years ago I asked uh, for feedback uh, from the church, and I'll, I'm again asking for that feedback. If there's a subject or a topic or a scripture that uh, you would like to have preached, I, I love having a list of uh, things like in the future. Um, and this is actually, I think, the last one that was on that list from two years ago. And I think God's timing is always perfect, and I don't know why it was on there and we hadn't got to it uh, but if you have things that are on your heart, there's a little piece in the Connect card. If for no other reason to turn your Connect card in, there's a spot where you get to put... If you have ideas and thoughts and topics, um, a lot of times what happens is people have a lot of the same ideas um, or things that they're concerned about or uh, questioning in their faith. Um, and, and I promise I won't out you uh, to the rest of the church um, if it's something like might be a little bit different or odd. I, I don't, I'm not interested in doing that, but what I am interested in doing is being relevant um, to the world we live today. And so, so if there are things that, um, that you can put on that uh, that might help us uh, grow in our faith, the group, uh, that would be helpful. Um, so this is the last one, I think. Uh, and I wanted to, and the, the, the topic was actually um, the Lord's Prayer, right? And do, do you remember the Lord's Prayer? Remember that? Remember, remember growing up, learning the Lord's Prayer? We were probably like those little munchkins that just ran out, right? We learned that, it, right? You know, and then, and then it got kind of weird. Do you ever go to a different denomination where you're like, what happens at the end, right? <laughs> and if you're of the Catholic background, you know that there's a, it stops, right? <laughs> and there's, a, there's this like, there's this, but you remember that, right? Our Father who art in heaven, right? And then we say this really cool word, hallowed. What, that's a cool word, right? Hallowed be thy name. And we're going to talk about that next week. Uh, but I want you to remember that. And, and so I'm going to ask you, we're going we're gonna, to real quick before we talk about today what not to say, what not to do, um, because Jesus um, is, uh, this is a part of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus is saying, hey, this is, what, this is how you should pray. But he says first, this is not, this is not how to pray. And um, that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's so let's just let's just practice because I want to put it in your mind because I want you to think about so what you're inadvertently going to do 
is you're going to be right now thinking about next week's sermon. And so my hope is that it sticks in your head. And my hope is that God continues to put that on your mind, on your heart. That's it. So, so verse 9 says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Right? Your kingdom come, you will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today, or this day, our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have forgiven our debtors, or what's the other word that we use? Trespassers. That's a big, people who cross our property line, right? And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Good job. So I want you to have that in. Now, what you're going to find out next week is it's not exactly that, but it's pretty close to that. The idea is very close to that. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, prayer for the next two weeks and praying like Jesus. Uh, I'm going to hopefully get, can I get that uh, the PowerPoint one up? It should be the next Yay, thank you. So we're going to talk about what it looks like to pray like Jesus. And if you looked at your scripture this morning, it should have been all red. Was yours all red? I hope it was all red, right? You know what that means, right? That means that Jesus uh, actually spoke that, these words. And I don't know about you, but when I read something in scripture, not that there's a more, a less or a more, right? Like more or less divinely inspired. But I always think if Jesus said it, to me, that, that bumps it up another little notch, right? Like, to me, that's like, okay, yeah, it, it, it's coming from the horse's mouth, right? And we're getting it. And so as we, uh, as we look at this, it, it, it kind of helps me say, like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what we ought not do. And so I wanna, we're going to start with um, the question, and I didn't, I didn't know what songs Kelly and the Salvation's Road were doing. Um, obviously, he knew the scripture, but... But his, the song was perfect, right? How long has it been? So I want to ask you this question. What is your prayer life like today? See, all too often I, you know, we ask ourselves, we like to average it out. If we're doing bad, we average it out. We're like, well, on average, in the last month, it's been great. In the last week, it's been awful, right? Or if we had a really great, I spent four hours yesterday on my knees in prayer. I haven't prayed for six years, but I average it out. It's, it's okay, right? I want to know what you, what, uh, where your prayer life is today. What does it look... And I, and I really want you to be honest with yourself. I want you to be open and honest about where your prayer life is. What does it look like? See, today's passage is going to tell us some things about what it shouldn't look like. What Jesus says, listen, this is not how to pray. That can be a bit challenging, can it not? Was anyone bothered by the countdown? (laughs) Lauren was. Thanks, Lauren. I appreciate the feedback. It was a bit ridiculous, right? There there were more ridiculous ones I had in mind, but they were probably less appropriate. Um, Prayer is something we see a lot. We see a lot of, uh, a lot of times we see it done poorly. 
But there's one thing that's really powerful about prayer in my, in my mind. When there are a need, when there is a need, as a Christian, do not your friends, your family, the people who know who you are, come to you when there's a problem and ask for you to pray. Right? They Now, they, they, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, but they ask you to pray. Someone's going to be, I see it in the prayer chain all the time. Someone needs prayer, and it comes down on the prayer chain. And, and a whole lot of people get that. If you want it on Facebook, you can be a part of that. There's also the phone prayer chain in the back of the, uh, of the, the directory every year. Um, Willow Williams' is, uh, is number is the first number we call, and then it kind of spreads out. Prayer is important. It's a valuable piece of our, of our Christian walk. And I know that people uh, in the midst of difficult things will call, they will text, will you pray for? And they ask, um, ask that in, in, uh, in the name of Christ that someone would you know, cover them. And uh, Liz's example, I had no idea Liz that happened, but it was a great example, right, of, of people coming together, even in the midst. My gut feeling is that there probably weren't all Christians who came around, but even, but even so, it was powerful for them uh, to call on God in a moment of distress, in a moment of struggle, in a moment when there was nowhere else to turn. And every week we have prayer requests and praises and there's a prayer list in the back and it's a page and a half. Uh, I try to keep it under two pages. So if your stuff gets off of there and, it's, and it hasn't been sorted out, feel free to turn in another uh, thing. But what we try to do is keep it under two pages. And so we're constantly moving through that list, updating it, uh, adjusting it, um, because some things, um, there as, there's prayer for uh, up, upcoming surgery or whatever it is, and, and that's good. it went well, and everybody's on the mend, and so we want to take that off and, and make room for something uh, new. So let me go back to this question before I get off of this page. What does your prayer lo- life look like today? I'm going to ask you to do something gutsy. Op- if you have your Connect card, on the back of the Connect card is some nice little... Uh, nice little places. It says, what now on top? And I want you to read the first one. I want to read it to you. It says, my prayer life stinks, but I want to improve it. I dare you. I dare you. I triple dog dare you. You have to do it, right? That if your prayer life isn't where it needs to be, I challenge you to, to check that box. My prayer life stinks but I want to improve it. I want to make some changes. Maybe your prayer life is a C average. Maybe your prayer life is an A plus. I want you to be honest because we're going to talk about it this week. We're going to talk about it next week. We're going to talk about what does God require of us? What does he ask of us in prayer? And what should it look like? And I think next week you're going to be a little bit surprised. And maybe, uh, uh, maybe you'll have all week to think about how Jesus prayed and kind of reflect that uh, in your own life. But the reality is this. He gives us a template, an opportunity to see how to pray. And I want to encourage you that it's not about, and we read this today, it's not about how it looks or how it sounds. It's not about having every right word or platitude. It's not about... Uh, and that, that was the joke behind the countdown, right? It's a bit ridiculous. And yet we have opportunities where 
We want it to sound uh, great. I want to. I'm going to move up. Uh, and the first thing I want to talk about is our attitude. What not to do. Our attitude is a problem. And Jesus says, "Listen, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites." What's a hypocrite? What's it? Anybody know what it means in Greek? An actor. An actor. Someone who's doing something other than what they really are. Does anybody know what a facade is? A facade? You know what that is? You ever hear that word? Facade is this beautiful front when everything behind it is garbage, right? Um, Next time you go down through Northeast, is that the Dollar General? It's right by the corner by Sanders. It's not Dollar General. What is it? Family Dollar. When you go past the Family Dollar... This is the best example, and I didn't, have a, I didn't, go, I didn't get a picture of it because I don't know if that was appropriate, but when you go past the family dollar, look at the building right next to it. If you look at it from the side, you'll see that it's, it's an old, trashy building, like really old, like 50, 60, 70 years old siding. It's uh, like really bad. But when you look at the front of that, it's for sale or for lease or something, and it looks brand new. They put a new facade. They put a new front on it. But it doesn't change anything that's behind that building. They literally, um, they, they, you know, you've, you've heard they put, li- put lipstick on a pig, right? <laughs> it's kind of that idea, right? Um, and that's the idea of a facade uh, and or a hypocrite, someone who doesn't look like they're really talk what, what they're really uh, like. And, and Jesus is saying, listen, when you pray, don't be like a hypocrite. Don't be fake. And you get a sense of what was going on. He said, they, they love to pray standing in the synagogues, on the street corners. Why? So they can be heard by others. They can be seen by others. They look great, right? Oh, right, that's what we saw in the countdown. They look great, like, like they got it all together, like they got it all figured out. And Jesus says, that's exactly the opposite of what our prayer life should look like. Our prayer life should look completely different than standing in the street corner pretending like we have it all figured out. In fact, Jesus says, go into your room. Go hide in your closet, your prayer closet. Close the door and pray to God. Because God sees you in the secret and will reward you. It's quite the opposite. And sometimes our attitude in our prayer life gets out of whack. Sometimes we've been there. Um, we've been at those, uh, I think sometimes when, when there's more people, it's better, right? I've been to those uh, really big, like, churchy events. And somebody gets up there and it's like five minutes of just... When all they really need uh, was to ask God uh, for grace, you know, over the meal. Uh, and thank him for his bounty, rather than spending uh, minute after minute after minute droning on. I'm not a big country music fan, but I've been listening to country music, and there's a, this one line that's really been stuck in my head. It's kind of funny. I won't even tell you who it is. It doesn't matter. But the line is this, I ain't too good at praying. He says, I ain't too good at praying, but thanks for everything. 
And to me, that, that is, the, the power in that line is this. Understanding that we may not be great at prayer. Understanding that we may not have the right words. Understanding that sometimes life is hard. But even in the midst of that, thanking God for where we are at. First Peter 4.10 says, each one of us should do whatever, use whatever gifts we have received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. That means whatever God has given us and the abilities he has given us to pray, we should be praying. We should be using what God has given us to serve others, to help other people in humility. In humility, that's what he's asking. Get rid of your attitude and humble yourself. So the problem is that our attitude gets in the way. The solution is we need to humble ourselves in prayer. I'm not going to read James 4.10, but I'm, I'm, I, there's a verse under each one today. And I want to encourage you. If you struggle with humility, if you're struggling um, with with uh, your attitude in prayer. Look up James 4. James 4.10. And I, and I challenge you, I challenge you to read these verses, not because it makes me feel better, but because it grows our faith. When we read these verses and, uh, we, call, uh, and, and we put them into our life, we begin to change. We grow in our faith. We begin to learn that God wants us to do this, not this. There are those moments in our life when we need to be humbled. And I don't come here telling you that I got it all figured out. And sometimes I tell you stories that you probably just shake your head at. Well, I'm going to give you another one. Because I don't want to come as something better or on a pedestal or something that I'm not. My wife and I were at a concert on Friday. We've been doing concerts a lot lately. We were at a concert Friday. And there was a guy in front of us. We were an outdoor concert. And this guy lit up a cigarette. And I was, first I was half, a, not half appalled. I was like, Dude, we don't do this anymore in stadiums, right? It's not okay. It's not cool. All right, it's a secular concert. It's on. The wind is blowing. Right in my nose, you know? And I'm getting frustrated. And I'm thinking, I bet I could take that cigarette. I wonder how far I could put it up his nose. Thought that. Could bend it. I started to blow the smoke back at him. Hey, he wants to smoke. That's fine, but it's, I don't really want secondhand smoke. It's okay. <laughs> Mind you, it's, been, it's about four hours of concert. We got a lot of concert. Well, the dude's in the wrong spot. So he's actually in the wrong chair, but we didn't know that at first. So the next time he comes back, he's down another row. So now he's blowing it into the neighbor's face. But all the while... And we're watching him like down beer after beer after beer to the point where he's barely, like he lit the cigarette and he didn't smoke it. It's just blowing, just, just. My wife said, 
That guy put the cigarette in his mouth backwards and tried to light it. I didn't see that. But this dude was going backwards in a hurry. Like so bad that he didn't even like get the concert, most of the concert. And I'm like, I bet I could knock him out of that chair and drop him down a couple rows and then he wouldn't have to, he could smoke down there and wouldn't care. That's what I'm thinking, right? I didn't do that. I wouldn't do that. And my wife says, in her wisdom, you know, that guy needs Jesus too. And I have to admit that that, that stung. That stung pretty deeply. And probably why it stung so deeply was it was absolutely the truth. <laughs> right? It was absolutely the truth. That guy needed Jesus probably uh, more than most. Because by the end of the night, I'm not sure if that guy's still sitting at PNC Park or not. He may be still in the chair. <laughs> by the time we left, I don't think he could have got out of the chair. But here nor there. That guy needs Jesus. They had no hope. No hope at all. My attitude, hmm, it was in the wrong place. My attitude was of, of, of selfishness. And so I don't come to you so you think, well, my pastor's a jerk. <laughs> That's okay if you think that. I'm okay with that. I, don't, I can live with that. But rather that your pastor is humble enough to share that. Not so you feel bad about me or mad about me, but rather that you'll look at your own self in the same way. Is my attitude where it needs to be? Am I willing to live my faith out in a way that says, that person needs Jesus and I'll do what it takes? Second thing Jesus reminds us not to do is to believe that we are not enough. Do you struggle with believing that you're enough? That your words will get to God? Isn't that why people text us and call us? It's our non-believing friends. It's our it's our non-believing family that texts us, can you, will you pray for this? Because they honestly believe, and if you're not believers, then, then they're right. But if we're believers in Christ, our prayers can go to God. And God will hear them. We believe the lie that we are not enough. Verse 6 says, when you pray, go into your room and close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen, then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do you realize that you are enough as a believer in Christ to take your concerns to God? Do you realize that you have what it takes to have a direct line to God himself. That's what Jesus is telling them. Listen. 
You are enough. You don't have to stand at the corner. You don't have to make a big stink. You don't have to look important. You don't have to wear a cool robe. You don't have to do any of those things. You are enough. And God will hear you. I think all too often we go through this life thinking, I I talked to someone this past week, I invited him to church, I invited him to sit next to me. And the the comment was, I I don't think the building will stay. I don't think the building will stay up. And I said, well, it stayed up for me and a whole lot of other people. It'll probably be fine for you too, right? And I opened the invitation. There's always a seat next to me. There's part of it that we aren't enough on our own. But we are enough in the eyes of God. When we come to Him in humble, uh, with humility, we are enough in God's eyes. And He hears our prayers. I'm convinced that those prayer warriors, those people we call saints, who have been a part of us, uh, in our lives or in our, uh, in our church, uh, those, those people, you know, we, when we make a list of people, there are people that were like, these people were prey warriors, right? These people, these people had it figured out. They didn't have it figured out. But they understood the guy who did. And they were willing to take it to him. Don't forget, you were created in the image of God. It's a really cool picture uh, that reminds us that we were created in the image of the one and only mighty, powerful God. We are a child of the King. The problem is we feel like we don't have enough value, that we don't, aren't enough in who we are. The reminder is that you are a child of the King. John 1.12, take a look at that verse when you get a chance. You are a child of the King, and He hears your voice. So don't not pray because you don't think God's going to hear you. Or that... There might be some fear that he won't answer you, right? He'll answer someone else, but he won't answer me. Finally, Jesus talks about, uh, finally, the third thing he talks about is uh, this opportunity that maybe God forgot. Do you ever feel like God forgot? Like, I have been praying about this thing over and over and over and over and over I've been praying forever, and God has not solved the problem. Do you ever feel like God forgot you? Like you didn't hear? Like maybe he missed, maybe it got encrypted and didn't get decrypted when it got to him. Maybe God forgot. Maybe God had too many things on his plate. Jesus reminds us, your father knows the things you have need before you ask him. Did you hear that? Before you ask him. Pretty hard for him to forget if he already knows before you ask. 
He's already working on sorting out the problem before you ask. I think sometimes we use the megaphone thing, right? If we talk louder or tell more people, maybe God will respond. The reality is he already knows. He already knows. Psalm 139.4, if you want to look up some extra verses. He already knows the prayer that Scripture says before it comes from your mouth. In fact, in Romans, he goes on, Paul goes on to say this, we do not know what we ought to pray for. Do you ever feel like sometimes I don't have the words to pray. I am so broken and lost and hurt, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to ask God for what is needed. Paul says, listen, if that's where you're at, the Spirit, capital S, do you see that big S? Capital S, Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. So even if it sounds like a groan of pain, the Spirit will intercede for us, believers. He already knows your prayers. The problem is not with God when we pray. The problem is us. The problem is us with our attitude. Sometimes it gets in the way. The problem is with us not believing that we are enough, that we have the ability to pray and God to hear. And the problem with us is that we believe that God forgot us. That He forgot our prayer requests. That He forgot our need. He either forgot or He didn't care, right? That's our thought. Or maybe he's just working out the details in a different way than you see fit. The challenge for us is to cry out. To cry out and be filled. For some of us, we don't have a relationship with God. We don't have any connection to God himself. And that's where this begins. Crying out to him and, 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 and offering this opportunity. God gives us this opportunity to be connected one-on-one -on -one in a very personal way. But we need to cry out to him. The key to this is our humility. Our bending of our knee and our pride to say, God, you are the one and only. You are the one who went to the cross, who lived the perfect life, and you, who loved me so much that you would die on the cross. You are the one, and I will follow you. That's where it begins. That's what we call faith, right? It, it, faith is this idea that uh, Scripture says in things unseen in Hebrews 11, things that we haven't actually seen. Experiencing God who we haven't touched or felt or seen with our eyes. 
if you want to have a prayer life that honors God, you, it begins with a walk with God. It grows in our humility. It gets added to when we recognize that we're enough and we realize that God has not forgotten us. Even when he doesn't answer at a moment's notice. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you this, this morning with this, this opportunity to bring our cares and concerns to you. Lord, there are those among us who are having a rough day, who need your love and care. And Lord, we come humbly today asking for strength. Strength to walk this road that you have put in front of us. Lord, we pray for those who haven't made a decision to follow after you, who haven't put their heart in, that, in the right place. Lord, we ask for wisdom to come alongside those who are struggling. Lord, I pray this morning for those whose hearts are even at this moment being challenged in their faith walk. Those whose hearts are being tugged by you right now. Things get in the way. Lord, take the blinders off. Remove the things that get in their way. Allow them, Lord, to come to you with a clean heart, as Scripture says. One that honors you. We thank you for the opportunity you put in front of us. In your name we pray. Amen.